0: you would learn a thing or two from this kid from backing up the yeah. like truck of a trailer. <laughs> it's a little easier when you steer with your feet. cute video, isn't it? I think my favorite is that kid who just like they're like, something something like a monster truck rally or something he just looks at his dad and puts his hand on his face and say like, that cracks me up. And I'm impressed with the, the kid who backs up his his toy truck to the trailer. He's, he's watched his dad do that a few times probably. If you've been a parent before, you, you know that kids pick up on things that you do, right? Whether you like it or not. So, <laughs> They, they, they do pick up some things uh, along the way. And if we take a, a second and look at ourselves, we can see that our parents are in us in some ways, right? We can see some of their mannerisms. And we see some, maybe use some of the same kind of words or have the same kind of hobbies. And there's a good chance that some of the moral or spiritual things that your parents had got taught to you as well, that they, they came. Uh, with you as you grew up. Now, obviously, we, we change. We grow up, we change, we become our own people. But realizing that imitation is a great way for us to learn is something that we need to keep in mind because it's how we learn. It's how kids learn. It's how everybody learns. And it can be a tool that we use for our lives and we can purposefully imitate positive things and grow in positive ways. Or we can imitate negative things And grow in negative ways. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at how we should be imitating positive influences of faith. We're going to look at how imitating the world is the wrong decision. And we're going to look at how we can imitate the early church and learn from some of their practices. So this morning, we're going to be looking at imitating God, Jesus, and other members of the faith. If you would, go ahead and please turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start just with a couple of verses right here. So Paul wrote this book, right? Wrote it to the church in Ephesus, to the people of Ephesus, that he was spiritual leading. He's instructing them. He's trying to teach them. So Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Be imitators of God as beloved children. That's what we just watched in that video, right? These kids imitating their parents, trying to do what they did, say the things that they said. And Paul is telling us that we need to have that same attitude, that we need to behave the same way. We need to follow God, our Father, as children who are imitating him. And we need to look to God to see what he's doing, to see what he's about, so that we can follow him. And if we do, then our faith and our understanding of God is going to get better. It's going to grow. And then Paul gives us another example to follow. Because... Imitating God seems like a pretty hard thing to do, right? What does God even do? He's this being who created the universe. I I don't have that power. I can't create things. I can't just say something and it happens. Imitating God is a difficult thing to do. In what ways does Paul want us to imitate him? Well, that's why he gives us another little example here. He says, walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. And he didn't use the word imitate. He say imitate God and then imitate Jesus. But he essentially told us to imitate Jesus. To walk in the same way that he walked. Paul gives explicit instruction to go and walk in the same kind of way that Jesus did. We need to imitate him. And when we do, we're actually imitating God in the way that Paul wants us to imitate God. Let me explain what I mean here. John chapter 5 verse 19 Jesus says this, truly truly I tell you, he's talking about himself here. The son can do nothing by himself unless he sees the father doing it. For whatever the father does, the son also does. So this teaching from Jesus helps us to understand and follow through on what Paul is instructing us to do. To imitate God, and the way that Paul means for us to imitate God, we actually need to imitate Jesus. Without a doubt, Jesus had a special relationship with God. We all understand that, right? Jesus was special. He understood God in a way that no one else did. He heard things from God in ways that no one else did. And when God told Jesus to do something or go somewhere or say something, he did it every single time without fail. And this is one reason that Jesus came into the world. Jesus was the chosen Messiah born so that he could be an example for us, so that we could see God in a whole new kind of way. To see him working through Jesus allows us to see what God really wants us to be doing as well. So by imitating Jesus, we're actually following God. We're doing the things that God wants us to be doing. Peter tells us this exact same thing. Peter got it. For you have been called for this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, leaving an example for you to follow in his steps. So he's talking about Jesus's crucifixion and suffering and obedience to God. And that's exactly what Peter expects of us, too, to live underneath that example. Jesus never spoke lies. He suffered for the purposes of God. He didn't commit sin. He loved God and his plans. And we're supposed to imitate Jesus in those ways. So if you want to know how to imitate God, if you want to know how to follow God, look to Jesus and follow in his footsteps. You can't go wrong if you're walking in the path of Jesus. But Jesus isn't the only one who lived a life of faith. This entire book is filled with other people who lived faithfully, people from the Old Testament, other followers of Jesus, who walked in faith, albeit less perfectly. Jesus was sinless. He walked perfectly But these other people show us good examples, nonetheless, of how to live in faith. So looking to these other people of faith, imitating these other people, help us. Because they lived different lives than Jesus. They went through different experiences than Jesus. They had different issues come up. And so we can see, hey, I'm dealing with a specific thing. How did this person handle that situation? I'm going to imitate this person in that situation. So examining other faithful people can help us walk better in faith. Once again, this isn't something that I'm just speculating here. Paul gives us explicit instruction in his teachings to do this. It's a reoccurring theme. Let me just show you here. Be imitators of me. So he's talking to the people in Corinth to imitate himself. Be imitators of me, just as I am also of Christ. And then again in 1 Corinthians... Therefore I exhort you, be imitators of me. For this reason I have sent, you, sent to you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, and he will remind you of my ways which are in Christ. So he's saying, imitate me, but also you can imitate Timothy, because Timothy lives in the way that I live. He lives in the way that Christ lived. You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. That's in 1 Thessalonians you have become imitators of us. In Philippians four nine. the things you have learned and received and heard and seen, that's just observation and practice, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And these aren't even all the times that Paul wrote to tell people to imitate him, to imitate Christ, and to imitate other leaders of faith. You can see that the command to imitate isn't just isolated to one book. It's not just mentioned once. It's spread all over the New Testament. And when we see something mentioned this much, when it comes up this often, we need to pay close attention to that command because it's there for a reason. We're trying to learn something here, and the people who wrote the New Testament are trying to get that across to us. So we have to ask ourselves, why does this keep getting brought up? And I think it's because when we are learning... We need to start with imitation, and God knows that about us. Think about it this way. Before we are saved, we live in the ways of this world, right? We are selfish, we are angry, we are greedy, and the list can go on and on. And that's how the world lives. That's how the world tells us to live. That's what it looks like when we're living by the world. However, when we are saved, we're born again. That's what the uh, New Testament says. That's how the New Testament talks about it. We're born again. We're starting over. We're starting with this new life, which means we have to learn to live a different way. It's like a baby learning to live for the first time, except that a baby doesn't have to unlearn 15, 20, 30, 50 years of bad habits. You know, they just get to start with a fresh slate. They don't have to unlearn all the bad things that they've ever done. And so when we imitate Jesus and these people of faith like Paul, we begin to learn to do what they did which draws us closer to imitating our glorious and perfect Father, the only true God. Even if we don't understand why we're doing something, right? That, those kids don't understand that they are trying to say words. They're just making noises that sound like their parents. They don't understand what it means, the intricacies of language, right? They don't understand what they're doing. And we might not understand why we're doing it either, But we can follow in the footsteps of those people, even if we don't understand it. Or we might not be good at the things we see the other faithful people doing. We see Jesus doing something. We see him being calm and patient. We're not good at that. That doesn't mean we shouldn't try to imitate it. Those kids were not good at push-ups. But if they kept imitating the parents, eventually they'd get good at doing push-ups, right? That's how kids learn. And we are the same way. Which is why Paul says that we need to practice. We need to practice the things that we have seen and heard. And once something is practiced enough times, it becomes a part of who we are. It becomes second nature. And that's the ultimate goal of imitation. The end result of imitation is growth and learning. Imitation isn't a tool that Paul is trying to use to manipulate us it is meant to train us and grow us in the ways of truth. That way, when we are presented with difficult situations or opportunities, we will know how to handle them in a godly way. We all know that imitation—we uh, all know that imitation works from our own personal experiences. But here's a real-life example for you that I'm going through literally right now in my life. I'm learning how to play softball. <laughs> If you've come and watched, I'm okay at softball. I'm, I'm a full-grown adult that has hand-eye coordination, so I'm not terrible at softball. But I'm also not good at softball. Okay? So by watching the more experienced players on my team, I am starting to learn. I'm learning from watching Cam and Tanner because they are better at softball than I am, objectively. I'm learning from everybody else on the team. I watch how they hit. I watch how they run. I watch when they stay, importantly. I watch, <laughs> I watch what positions they play in the field, how they play them, who do they throw to in specific situations. And through my observation and practice of softball, or you could say my imitation of those softball players, I am learning to play softball. I'm getting better at softball. God designed our brains to work this way. He knows that, if we do what others do, that eventually we will learn to do that for ourselves. So what, we can take, what can we take with us this week? Here's the first thing I want you to realize. You have to be humble to learn. Think about kids, right? When they're babies or toddlers, it's easy to teach them things because they are in that state of learning. They mimic what they see others doing. They listen. They act like the adults around them, without any question. But as kids get older and they turn into teenagers, sometimes they start to think that they know everything and that they got everything figured out. But adults aren't that much better either. Teenagers are just young adults. And sometimes adults are even worse. It's pretty easy for us to say as adults, I'm an adult. I've got things figured out. I've been doing this or that for so many years. I don't need to learn anymore. And we can fall into that same trap as Christians, especially when we've been doing Christianity for a long time. It's when we start to think that we know everything that we stop learning. When we think we're comfortable, when we think we got things figured out, that's when we stop learning. That's when we stop imitating. So keep yourself humble and continue to imitate the people of faith that you read about in the Bible. And don't be afraid to look up to the other people of faith around you. By the way, good examples of faith are not always people who are older than you or who have been Christians longer than you. Sometimes people who are younger than you and have been Christians less time have some things figured out that you don't have figured out. I'm older than Cam and Tanner, but they are better at softball than me. That doesn't mean I can't learn from them, right? The same is true about faith. I've, I have learned, as a 25-year-old pastor of a church, I have learned from kids who got baptized a week ago about following faithfully and obedience. But I've also learned from people who have been doing this for 75 years. right? They have different Different wisdoms, different experiences. That doesn't mean that they're always going to be right. You shouldn't imitate every person of faith because we're, we're still people. If, if you have a question about what someone's doing, you're like hmm, that doesn't seem quite right, go look to Jesus. Okay? See if you see him doing that kind of thing. But we can learn from other people of faith as well. And go to them for help. That's what the church is here for. We are a community so that when things come up, we can learn. And I just want us to realize we all have a room, to, room to grow because what we, who were we asked to imitate? Christ, and then who is Christ imitating? Right. And so if we are trying to get to the point where we're imitating God, we have a lot of room to grow. Okay, and that's going to be a lifelong process. So stay humble. Number two. Imitation takes observation and Practice. You can't learn to play softball by sitting at your house on Tuesday nights, right? I just sat in my room. I wouldn't be learning any softball. I have to be at the field watching and participating to get better. Not only do I have to watch, I have to practice a lot. And the same is true of our faith. A sermon on a Sunday morning isn't going to move us in the right direction. All right? We have to be reading our Bibles and practicing what we see in Scripture in our daily lives if we truly want to grow. And this is yet another reason, as if you needed more, to read your Bibles regularly. That's why it's so important. Reading and rereading the same stories over and over and over again is not a waste of time. You might say, I've been reading this, this book for 70 years. What else do I have to learn? I've read this story literally thousands of times. That's what imitation is about. It's about watching over and over and over again and growing and growing and growing. I can't watch Patrick make a double play from third base, right? I can't watch him do that once and then go out there and do it. I promise you. Because I've watched, I've watched a lot of people on our team make good plays and I still cannot do it. But if I watched enough times and if I practiced enough times, I could get to the point where I could do it on a regular basis under pressure, right? And that's how faith works, which leads us to point number three. Imitation prepares us for real life. As kids learn to talk and interact with other people and share and be nice and tie their shoes and eat food and go to the bathroom by themselves, they're practicing for real life. They practice and imitate these things so that when it gets real and the time comes when their parents aren't there to take care of them anymore, they know what they need to do in order to take care of themselves, to do the things, to handle the situation that's in front of them. So when life hits us hard, or when opportunities come to us, maybe an opportunity arises, someone comes to you and they they say, my life is falling apart. I'm struggling with such and such. What does God say about this? It's not the time to open your phone and Google about it, all right? It's not the time to pull up 50 encouraging Bible verses and read them off. That is the time when the truth that you have planted in your heart over years of study and reading and the the love that you have practiced and sharpened through daily the daily grind of life, that's when that stuff shines. That's when a genuine, caring response is going to make an impact on that person's life. You will not be ready for those moments that God places in front of you unless you keep imitating what you read on Scripture and Scripture on a daily basis. Have you guys ever been in a hard situation before? <laughs> Have you guys ever been in a hard situation before where a, a Christian that you look up to just said something or did something that you're like, wow, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Or how did, how did you come up with that? Like, where did that come from? That was, that was like perfect timing. Or have you ever been depressed or worried and another Christian spoke truth into your life and lifted you out of a bad situation? I know I've been on the, ending, the receiving end of those kinds of conversations a lot. A lot in my life. And it's those people who are imitating Jesus who are the ones that always speak the truth, that are always there for me. The people who have spent time in their Bibles and prayer. It shows. Do you want to be those kinds of people? Do you want to be the kind of people that when the time comes, you're ready? You're ready to handle it. To be true, faithful, wise wise evangelists, lovers of God, people who can speak truth into people's lives. If you want to be that kind of person, watch and practice, imitate the things that you see in Scripture. So keep reading your Bibles and keep stepping out of faith. That's what it means to practice. An opportunity comes before you. You know what the Bible says about it. Try it out. It might fail, it might blow up in your face. You might look stupid. But you'll learn. You'll get better. As you imitate those things, you'll grow. I promise you'll grow. And your spiritual life will grow too. Now, it's not every week that I try to give you homework. I'm not really a big homework guy. I dedicated eight days of my life to school. I did not want to do more school when I got home. (laughs) But sometimes homework is good. Sometimes going home and spending time By yourself, trying to learn something is important. So there are two historical accounts that I want you guys to read from Scripture this week. I want you to try and find something in those accounts that you can imitate in your life this week. So the first interaction is between Jesus and Zacchaeus. You guys may have heard this story a lot in your life. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, right? You may have heard this story a lot. But I promise you, if you read read through it again, and you keep reading through it, something's going to stick out to you and be like, wow, look how Jesus handled his conversation with Zacchaeus. Look how he loved him. I want you to read that story and find something in it. And the second story I want you to look at is where Paul and Silas are in prison. I want you to look at the attitudes of Paul and Silas in this difficult situation and see how they decided, decided to handle it and juxtapose that, compare that with the last situation you handled that was difficult. How is your response different than what Paul and Silas did? I want you to take a look at that. I think that's something we all can imitate and learn from. So take note of these passages. I want you to read them not just once. I want you to read through them multiple times, maybe throughout the week. Let them soak in. Study them. Let them... Become a part of your psyche, internalize them, so that when the time comes for you to practice your faith, these are the things that you think back to, right? These are the things that you imitate. Imitation is a powerful tool, and it's one that we need to implement in our lives on purpose. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for the good examples that you place in our lives. For those people that speak truth and they show love, I thank you for your son, who is the perfect example. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.